Earth Board. Right, time is now at 2.34. Let's turn to the final bit of today's program, Trash Talk. And this week on Trash Talk, Marcy Trent Long speaks with Devansh Gupta, the co-founder of food upcycling startup Bria, about how they're making beer from surplus white bread. Hey, Trash Talk listeners, I hope you're enjoying the last weeks of summer. Based on recent years, it seems like September could also be a hot month. So if you need some cooling refreshment, then we have a new idea for you that makes you feel good and saves the planet at the same time. Devansh Gupta, co-founder of Breer, is here to talk to us about his new food upcycling startup, which takes bread that's about to go to waste here in Hong Kong and converts it into beer, or otherwise called Breer. So welcome to the show, Devansh. Thank you so much, Marcy, for having me. It's great to be given this opportunity to share our story and tell the people of Hong Kong about what Breer does. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, then let's start from the beginning. Tell me about how it was founded. And because I think you guys were all students at HKUST, right? Yes, we were. Yeah. So it initially, so uh, Brewer is basically co-founded by four of us and all of us are students at HKUST. So initially it started off as an idea where we would connect um, the bakeries and the breweries because there were, we identified that there was this huge problem of of bread waste in Hong Kong because some 3,600 tons of food gets wasted every day. And around half of all of that bread uh, waste is actually bread. So we figured out that there was this definitely big challenge in in terms of the waste side. So we got an idea in place where we would connect these uh, bread suppliers who ended up having so much bread waste to craft breweries in Hong Kong, who essentially would replace the barley in the brewing of beer with the surplus bread. So in, initially it started off as just the mediation between um, these bakeries and the breweries. But then we took it a step further and we just had had uh, de- developed like a pilot batch of like 20 liters. And after that batch came out, we tried it and honestly all of us loved that day so much, uh, being avid craft beer drinkers ourselves, that we decided to take it a step further and introduce a beer brand of our own, which is when this new model sort of came in place, where we would collect all the surplus bread and then commission local craft breweries to brew the beer for us. And then we would sell it ourselves as our own product, taking care of distribution, marketing and stuff like that. So this is how it's currently come into fruition. And it's been a super, super exciting and interesting project to be working on. And uh, yeah, it's it's been great so far. Well, then, so you say that, well, originally you linked the bread waste and now you're using it at yourself. So what are some of the examples of where you get the bread waste? Yeah, so uh, initially we started working with like local uh, bakeries. So suppose there were these there were these local French bakeries operating at a very small scale called Maison Artisan, or we also worked with this uh, bakery chain called La Rose Noire, which is essentially the group behind Passion, Passion Restaurants. So these were the kind of bakery chains that we were initially working with. And the kind of bread that we would collect would be, you know, like exotic breads, like, um, like a tomato specked bread or like a dark rye bread. So this was the initial stage of our development, but we were expecting experimenting with different kinds of surplus bread and we were iterating recipes uh, based on these different bread lines but then after a few develop like after a bit of development we figured out that if we wanted to scale up we had to identify more commonly 
wasted bread, which is why we singled out on a simple white bread, which now we collect from Maxim's group. So Maxim's groups are huge. They have, they supply to Circle K, 7-Eleven and stuff like that. And they have these centralized factories where they, they collect all their surplus bread. So we directly deal with them now and we um, collect the surplus bread from their factories just in time to put it into our mash done when we're brewing. Oh, that's great. And yeah. so, um, so how did you guys get to know how to brew? I mean, that's not just something that you know off the top of your head. Did you, yeah, did you hire sure. a brewer or? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's safe to say that at 21 right now, I know too much about brewing, and that's kind of <laughs> concerning. But honestly, like, we're, yeah, no, we're so we, we call ourselves like YouTube top brewers, right? Like we 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 didn't get really involved in brewing ourselves, but it was definitely very important to you know like be aware of what actually happens. So over the past one year, all of us have had like we've had we've had so many different brews at different scales: so 20 liters, 500 liters, and now eventually 4,000 liters. I've been very very fortunate to be able to work with very supportive local breweries who've been able to educate us through the process as well. So going in on the mash day or going in on the bottling day or going in on a random check day to figure out how the temperatures are going. So we've had various, various, uh, you know, like these crash course lessons, which have been in person and they've been just, they've just been like on the job and like trying to see what's going wrong and what's happening. So we're definitely very involved ourselves in the brewing process. We don't brew ourselves. But uh, yeah, like just like working with these people, working with uh, with the breweries has educated us a lot. And we've gone out of our way to just like look up more information ourselves as well. So yeah, that's that's the extent of my brewing knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess students forever, right? So that's really great. And and how has it been? Has it been a uh, an advantage or a disadvantage doing all this during COVID? Because I think about a year ago, you started the idea and two weeks ago, you actually launched commercially. Yes, yes. So, um, I mean, initially we, so we got incorporated actually last year. So we officially started operations of the company a year ago and we've just been like iterating at different scales, right? So honestly, during COVID, COVID has come to us as a challenge as well as an opportunity at the same time. So I say opportunity number one, because this entire model of contract brewing would not have existed had breweries not had enough business and had they not had capacity to brew for smaller companies like ours, right? So if they already had a lot of, you know, demand for their own products, they wouldn't have the capacity to brew for us or contract brew. So that is definitely an advantage, which has sort of um, kicked us in, like kicked our sort of like manufacturing in. But in terms of in terms of a challenge, we are primary mode of selling or distribution is all these restaurants, tap rooms, craft beer bars, stores, again, which have not been doing great during COVID. So convincing them to shelve our products and sell it to the consumer has definitely been a challenge because of they've probably been a bit risk averse in terms of the products that they choose. So that's definitely been a challenge that we're tackling day by day to figure out how we can mitigate that uh, effect. But yeah, like great news that we launched our final commercial product two weeks ago after a lot of iterations, a lot of different batches. And our product right now is, so we've launched one beer variant, which is a pale ale. So it's like a 5.6% easygoing citrusy uh, beer, which is made from white bread, surplus white bread. And we're actually launching very soon in a lot of different bars and tap rooms all around Hong Kong. So that's been, that's been a very exciting update. Yeah. 
That is really, really exciting. So, okay. So you can get, we can get it in a few of the kind of craft brew tap rooms, right? Yes. Yes. So it's currently available on our own e-commerce platform, which is brewer.com.hk. And then we're already started to sell at a lot of these local craft beer stores like Craftissimo, Spicebox Organics, and a lot of these tap rooms as well. So um, that yes, you can definitely, and the best way to actually know where to buy Brewer is to stay tuned to our Instagram uh, I hope everyone's on Instagram and uh, just just uh, just look us up. So it's Breer HK. So that's the best way to be updated about whatever's happening in the company. Okay, trash talkers. It's B R E E R Breer, which is obviously the bread and beer play on words. So yes, yes, that is. We didn't we didn't think much about we didn't think much about our brand name. Yes. It was just bread and beer put together. As simple as that, Breer. <laughs> So hopefully this launch goes well, and then what what would be your plans next? Oh uh, yeah, our short term plans definitely is to develop another uh, beer variant. So we're working on something which is a bit lighter, even even lighter for the Hong Kong consumers. So something on the lines of a session IPA, which is a lot lower on the alcohol. Um, probably you know develop like a lot more cool products like an alcohol free variant, and even suppose a CBD infused beer because that seems to be the trend right now. Oh so, my goodness! Yeah, we're looking at iterating in different kinds of. Um, beer types but taking it a step further we want to de uh, definitely redefine what upcycling means in the beverage industry in hong kong and for asia right so there aren't a lot of brands who are actually taking up this cause in terms of the beverage industry and in terms of food and beverage in general so we want to be able to redefine that and add a lot more verticals so we're also simultaneously working on developing a line of hard seltzers which is made from fruit peels and um definitely also integrate wasted coffee grounds into flavoring our beer as well so there's a lot of opportunity for innovation when it comes to upcycling, but we definitely want to see how the Hong Kong consumers and um, and consumers in general react to an upcycled beer brand, how you guys like our taste, how you guys like our product, and then that'll definitely give us the impetus to innovate further and further and further as well, and hopefully pave the way for a beverage industry, which is planet friendly and consciously produced as well. So congratulations to you and your team on your launch two weeks ago. Trash Talkers, again, it's Breer, B-R-E-E-R. -E -E Look them up on Instagram, on, yeah, I think you can find their e-commerce website. Let's support these young entrepreneurs who are trying to upcycle our bread waste and our food waste and make it into something that tastes really good to drink. <laughs> Thank you so much, Marcy. Thank you so much for that. All right, Devansh, thanks for joining the show. Thank you so much, Marcy. Great meeting you. Okay, cheers. cheers. Bye, take care. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Many thanks once again to Marcy Trent Long as she was speaking with Devanch Gupta, the co-founder of food upcycling startup Bria, and how they make beer from surplus white bread.